0: And gentlemen, welcome back to Black and Blur. Hi. That's Darren. It's me. I'm Brandon. Guys, we have a great episode for you because we have the uh the progenitor of the Party Poopers Club, the professional party poopers club. <laughs> We've brought a sister back on, Marsha Montenegro. Marsha, it is great to have you here with us.
1: Well, it is great to be back with you guys. Thank you so much.
0: We have we have since since I think it was the first episode, I dubbed the team of professional party poopers. <laughs> I, I we have since added uh Monique Dusan of Center for Biblical Unity to it.
1: Oh, yes, great.
0: Alisa Childers is a part of it.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh good.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so and, and so you're the team captain. Oh, <laughs> oh
1: thank you. <laughs> well that's quite an honor. <laughs> well, that's Quite an honor over Alyssa Childers and Monique Dusan. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yes, yeah. I know both of them, um, you know, from our ministries mm-hmm. and being interviewed by Alyssa Child Childers. Yeah, and,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, so, um, and Monique has some great material.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a powerful team. It's a yeah. great team to be a part of.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Thank you for giving me that honorary position. I'll try to live up to it. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Well, the last time you were here, we spent a significant amount of time. Wait, was the last episode about Enneagram or was that our first episode? I think
1: that was the last. The The last last
3: one? The first one was more just about um, spirituality. Yeah, astrology. That's right. Learning about
0: you. That's right. That's exactly right. Right, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And so, yeah. So, Marsha is co-author of... Richard Rohr and the Enneagram Secret. Um, if you don't have that book, go buy it. If you want to learn about that and its ties and its origins uh, in um, New Age spirituality, and then also learn more about who Richard Rohr is. And if you know Richard Rohr and are familiar with his teachings and feel drawn to those, you will want to read her book um, mm-hmm. to learn about what those teachings are and, and where they stem from. Um, but also, there's another book you have, Marcia. Mm-hmm. about the children or how children are kind of being uh what's it called i forget the name of that book. Called,
1: uh, spellbound spellbound
0: that's right i want to get that yeah. one tell us a little bit about spellbound
1: okay yes that is an older older book um i mean you know it was it's 2006 but it's about <laughs> the occult the beginning of it i go into the occult i base it on deuteronomy 18 10 through 12 I talk about all the terms that are used, the Hebrew terms and what they mean and how we see these things today. And then I have a chapter on each area. Like I have a chapter on the Ouija board. I have a chapter on astrology. I think I have two chapters on psychics and I have chapter on um, like angels and spirits and Mm -hmm. et cetera. So I have all these chapters in there. And at the end of each chapter, I have how you can present this information to a child because the book is really, um, it's not just about the occult, but how uh, the occult concepts are marketed uh, through entertainment Mm -hmm. and video games and toys. uh, And that has been an increasing thing in our culture. It has really just increased a lot since the nineties, I would say. And so it was, already quite widespread when i wrote the book i think it's gotten even more so now
2: Mm.
1: so the book is 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 targeted i was actually asked to write this book by cook and they said they were targeting parents or it was a book for parents so they could be more discerning but it really it's really a book for and you don't have to be a parent to read it if you just want to kind of know know what is the occult and where do we see it in our culture and entertainment um and a lot of parents have told me they let their teenagers read it, so.
0: Mm, that's good. Yeah. What are, I'm sure, so, you you know, that's the, I think that's the good versions when people are drawn to that and want that information and seek the truth. Yeah. Um, what are some kind of responses you've typically gotten when people enjoy, say, a movie or a book and then you're like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, um, party pooping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You probably shouldn't and here's why. What are, what are some rebuttals you get?
1: Uh, it's just fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, my child knows the difference between uh, fantasy and reality. Mm-hmm. Um, those are two two things that I, I'm thinking of, especially in terms of something like Harry Potter or maybe something along those lines, some kind of fictional entertainment or books mm-hmm. uh, or movies. Um, or it's not going to affect me if it's an adult. It's not going to affect me because, you know, I'm I'm a Christian and I have the Holy Spirit. Mm. That's a very common one. I, would, um, I, would, I have the Holy Spirit.
0: What would be a kind of truncated version of a response that you would have to that? To that one? Yeah.
1: Um, I would say that the Holy Spirit, yes, the Holy Spirit is there to help us be discerning. But the Holy Spirit is not going to force us to be discerning. We have to choose, you know, to we have to choose to be discerning and we have to choose to reject something if we feel, you know, OK, if the Holy Spirit's leading you to reject something. Because mm-hmm. I, I get I get that a lot from um, from adults about the Holy Spirit. And I'm all, and I and the other thing I say is having the Holy spirit doesn't make you immune to deception Mm,
2: mm -hmm.
1: because, and then I point out, I have the whole new Testament to back me up Mm -hmm. because we have all those passages warning Christians. This is written to the churches, warning them about false teachings. And in fact, we know like, you know, in the letter to Galatians, they were being deceived. And in Corinthians, we know they were falling for those false apostles um, so we know, and Jude, and Jude has, you know, I was going to write you about our common salvation, but you know, mm. I am I'm going to need to warn you about these. Um, I think he says these men who have crept in unnoticed. Yeah. And so he starts warning about false teachers there. And it's it's um very clear from the new testament that christians can be deceived so i i that's usually one of my big responses to the thing i have the holy spirit and so i can't be deceived
0: kind of thing one of the things i've always thought um remember I, i don't know if it was with you maybe it was but we were i think we were talking about games i think somebody brought up a game and there are games. These are games I'm not very familiar with because I never played them. I'm, I just like competition. So if I don't get to like straightforward play a sport or a you know uh-huh. card game, I don't really want to play it. Yeah. But they're like board games with like fantastical themes. I don't. What's yeah. the name one?
1: A board game. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, uh, what did what did he say? I a think? board
0: game with like these fantastical oh. themes or Dungeons.
1: Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Oh, there we go. There we go. That's a very
0: popular one. And uh, Dungeons and
1: Dragons.
3: Yeah. Uh. Man, what's the big hard game? There's one that's.
0: Um...
1: Yeah, there are a lot of them. I can't I can't even think of them right now. I mean, I get yeah. asked about them. Um...
0: But but basically the point I'm making is in those conversations. Um, even outside of, you know, books and things, when it comes to the behavior of a Christian, the conversation always seems to lean towards what am I allowed to do?
2: Yes. Rather than
0: what is commanded of me. We're not, we're less interested with what is commanded of us and more interested with what am I allowed to do? If the Bible, I'll treat the Bible as like the line that's kind of in my way. How close am I allowed to get to that line? And though there may be answers where there are things in freedom that you can do as a Christian, I always believe that that type of thinking is not healthy.
1: Yes. Yes. And, and in fact, uh, I kind of said something similar um, a few years ago. I said, instead of a Christian, you know, knowing there's a fire. And so therefore there's a fire there. I'm not going to go near it. It's more like how close can I get to the fire without getting
2: burnt? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's more, that's the attitude, you know, that that is very common how close can I get without getting burned? And, and, and in fact, a lot of people will say to me, well, what will happen to me if I do that or what will happen? to me? You know, they, they want to know, well, is there going to be some kind of damage or immediate mm-hmm. um, thing that's going to show me I shouldn't have done this instead of thinking about what what do you want to do to honor the Lord and what mm-hmm. what is the Lord saying about this? And, yeah. and even if nothing happens to you, that doesn't mean it's OK to do. Right. So, you know, it's like, it's not about just you getting some kind of damage from it. Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Jesus connects obedience to us loving him. Right? Yes. It, exactly. You know, e- even our salvation, there's a, yeah. there's a believing loyalty that that faith is. It's a believing loyalty, even from a le- relational standpoint, you know, like we're both married. Um, if there are things that our wives completely detest... And abhor, then typically you don't. I, we don't want to find ourselves dancing around right, derivatives yeah. of those things, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, let me <laughs> let me dance around the idea of you know, like well, no, I yeah. stay completely away from it for her because because of my love for her.
1: Mm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. And so our love should be driving us, not our self interest about mm. what it is I'm allowed to do. That, you know, maybe I shouldn't be doing, but, you know, why not? Why can't I? You know, there's, you know, and and I, and I'm, you know, I'm, of course, I'm not saying to be legalistic,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, because, you know, this has to be something that you decide that you're, you're just being discerning over because of your relationship with the Lord, not because something I'm telling you to do or not do. You know, so I tell people they'll they'll people will say to me, "Well, is it okay if I do this?" Or that, and I say, "Well, first of all, I can't tell you to do anything. I don't have yeah. I don't have any authority over you. you know? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You know,
1: but I will give you the information, and you know, I want you to prayerfully consider it in mm. light of God's mm-hmm. word. Um, and that's you know, that's what I want to do. That's what I feel the Lord's led me to do is to mm. share the information and the and the knowledge. And then I can also give my viewpoint if you want my viewpoint, but I can't tell anybody what to do. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I've I've always tried to make that clear because a lot of people get mad at me and they're like, "Oh, you're so you know, Th- that's right, you're so against everything." That's and right. You're, you know, all you do on your page is criticize things, and you. Know, I say, well, this is my ministry is to expose the mm. New Age and the occult. So. I I don't have time to write about birds and butterflies. You know, it's like, (laughs) I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be exposing things that are evil. So yes, you're going to see me criticize and critique things on my page, right? because that is what the ministry is about. It's warning other people who may not know about these things or may not see the problem with them. Yeah, You know, when I explain it, a lot of people see the problem and they're like, Oh yes. You know, I, I knew there was something up with that, but I couldn't put my finger on it.
2: Mm, yeah. mm.
1: And so it's it's a way to help people. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying right. to help yeah. people. It's
0: a tough work. And, and, and yeah. even with us coming up with that professional party pooper, I, th- <laughs> I think it's making light of a very valiant thing that you all do. Um, it's tough work to make it your life's ministry to be rejected for the sake of your neighbor. <laughs> To shine yeah. light and share the truth even at the cost of being hated and ridiculed and reviled. Um, and for people who are listening and anything that we may have mentioned on this podcast or that we've mentioned in previous episodes with our sister here or just in general, if you found it, opportunities where you hear something and it irks you that that, that we're talking about it or that we're bringing it up, pause for a second and reflect on the profession you made as a believer. <clears throat> And who Jesus is to you? I'm gonna say this last thing, and then we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you a question for you to share on, Marsha. But Lisa, speaking of Elisa, we were talking about her earlier. But um, on a recent podcast, she mentioned uh, how when she was talking about this movie, uh, I was unfamiliar. Uh, Redeemed or no? Is that right? Is that what it's called? Redeemed. It's um, supposed to I don't be.
1: Think, I don't think I know about it.
0: Okay, it's some movie that's it's a loose quote unquote adaptation of Hosea. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh, mm-hmm. I saw something in my Facebook feed about it, but I didn't read it. I didn't. I was going I to look at it. I, I'm
0: going to assume. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think it's called Redeemed. Um, yeah,
1: I think I think it's something like that. Yeah.
0: But, she, she, you know, it's a it's a, a it's a, a motion picture and there, you know, it's like a love story, loose adaptation of Hosea, but it gets it all wrong theologically. And it's like very romanticized and then with some sex scenes sprinkled in there, maybe not plural, oh, okay. but at least one. And so Elisa is doing what she does for the body of Christ, and what she was highlighting is that people defended it so hard, and that's what broke her heart. Not that people were slandering her or coming at her mm-hmm. sideways, mm-hmm. but that people defended it so hard, and she yeah. rarely hears people do that for Christ.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah.
0: It, you know, and it broke her heart. Um, yeah. And so when it comes down to these deceptions that end up in the church. Um, What do you think contributes to people's willingness to just accept these things as they are taught or as they read a book and and they just go on and do it? Like, what do you think contributes to that? Is it people's lack of biblical knowledge, people in their infancy of faith? Is it a pairing of both? Is it not biblical preaching? I mean, what is it? How is this happening?
1: Well, I I think it can be, any of what you mentioned, or a combination, you know, it could be um, just being an immature Christian, mm-hmm. um, not really having been taught the Bible well or taught how to interpret it. Mm-hmm. Um, so often we go on things that we hear and we don't check them out. And, you know, people say things that are not true because they've heard them.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: And, and, they, and they aren't really investigating, you know, they don't really know how to investigate something and maybe they're not encouraged to.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: I think really a lot of it is a lack of really a, a strong foundation in God's word. And that could be because they're in churches where that's not being done, but it could also be they're not doing it. They're mm-hmm. not really. Um, following along even if there's classes in their church that mm-hmm. do it or whatever yeah. and if you don't if you don't really dig into the word and study it then you don't you don't have that filter mm-hmm. you don't have a strong filter for things and since we are prone to do what we want that's that's you know that's our tendency is to do what we want
2: yeah.
1: uh, we're able to justify it and <laughs> rationalize it um, and I think that that this lack of discernment, you know, one thing I've noticed a lot, and it seems in a lot of churches is they don't really study the Bible, but they study books, these Christian books.
2: Yeah. Yeah, wow. Uh oh, wait, you know, wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait, real quick. Cause that was a poop moment. You just. In, in, in hip hop culture, when someone drops a bar like that, they stop everything and you have to say it again. Say that again, please.
1: Okay. I will say that again. I see. Yes. Uh, the, one of the problems, I think, is in a lot of oh. churches, instead of studying the Bible, they're studying Christian books. Mm. Mm. And, you know, the books may be, uh, you know, if the books are about, a, if they're a guide to a certain book in the Bible, I'm okay with that because you're studying scripture and the, yeah. bi- and the book is maybe Uh, Like a study guide on that, you know, if it's a well written, well done study guide, Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. But if it's a book about, um, you know, has something to do with, you know, how you can be a better, um, I don't know, neighbor or, you know, something that's good, here's the problem is these things, Are not bad things,
2: Mm, mm -hmm. but
1: they're taking the place of studying Mm. scripture. I mean, that might be a good supplemental book, yeah, to studying scripture, but the problem is they've taken the place of studying, yeah,
0: dessert, sides, Mm. french fries, yeah, it's it's like
1: the sides instead of the main meal, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, the, the scripture should be the main meal, and these should be the sides if you want to do them, if they're helpful. But and and unfortunately another problem is a lot of these books are not good books. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, I'm probably gonna step on some toes here, but I can in the in women, in the world of women's ministry, you have got a lot of bad women teachers who are popular.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Joyce Meyer. Oh yeah, Beth Moore, Uh Priscilla Shire. She's
0: dropping bombs.
1: I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> these are all people. Um, I don't address Joyce Meyer that much because she's Word of Faith, but mm-hmm. I have in the past. I and Beth Moore isn't really part of my ministry, but I've done a few Facebook posts on her because she's so popular. Yep. And I saw her do a presentation on a, a scripture that I can't remember where this was from now. I think it was Hosea, but I'm not. No, I don't think it was Jose. I'm sorry. I take that back. I can't remember where it was from. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look for it. It's in the Old Testament. And she completely misinterpreted the, the passage. Wow. She, she interpreted it like the opposite of what it said. My. And I was so, I was just so, just so appalled that I did a Facebook post on it. And I went through the scripture and I talked about it and showed, you know, what she was saying compared to what the scripture was saying. I mean, I, I, I did this very detailed thing on it. And I said, you know, this, when you have somebody here who's supposedly a Bible teacher, and this is what she did with this passage. And the thing is, that's not the only passage she's done that with. She's done it with other passages, too. Mm. So, you know, that and then Priscilla Shire, I've warned about her because um, one of my things is the Trinity. I am very big on uh, we need to have more teaching on the Trinity, the Trinity is an essential of the faith, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so I've exposed TD Jakes many times.
2: Mm, yeah,
1: and, um, modalist. Uh, modalist, yeah, and I have, I have, I have really. I, usually every year, I'll I'll do at least one post on him. Well, Priscilla Shire, I was already warning about because of some of her spiritual warfare teachings and a few other things, and then I discovered that she apparently is. Well, she's also into the contemplative mysticism stuff. And she was on a DVD called the Be Still DVD that came out around 2005, I think, or 2006. I saw it. I have an article on it on my website, org. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I can't remember if I quote her or not, because I quote some of the statements made on the DVD. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember. I don't think I quoted her at the time. I didn't even know who she was. Okay. But she's, she's on it, and Beth Moore is on it. Oh, And I do quote Beth Moore. Um, now, so she was already getting into it then, but then I found she has this kind of mentor or teacher named, jan johnson and jan johnson apparently is a follower of richard War. oh wow and so i discovered that and i i took a post i'd already done and updated it which i often do especially if i have new information or whatever and i put that in there and i said okay we need to really be careful because she's under this influence of this jan johnson who is apparently likes richard War. now mm. this is not good news Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is very bad news right and on top of that she's great friends with sarah jakes td jakes Mm. daughter who preaches at his church and she's gone she's had sarah jakes on her program Mm. and she endorses her and promotes her and thinks she's great so there you've got a problem with the the modalism as christians we cannot fellowship with non-christians we can be friends with non-christians yeah. Yeah.
0: well there, are by definition coffee. there by definition is no fellowship right
1: well there is, yeah exactly yeah, there is because no fellowship, fellowship and you know fellowship i think a lot of people think that that means just to kind of sit down and have a good time yeah but it, biblically fellowship is when you're with other believers mm. and you're because you're part of the body of that's christ right. together that's right and so you know, that would include um, having a speaker at your church, Mm -hmm. you know, that would include um, treating somebody and promoting them as a Christian.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And she does that with Sarah Jakes. And but there's no fellowship there because Sarah Jakes cannot be a Christian because she's a preacher in her father's church and he's a modalist. I don't think she's a Trinitarian. Mm. So You've got a problem right there. Yeah, that's a big problem just by itself, never yeah. mind all the other stuff. So yeah. I have warned about those three women and they are just a lot of um then there's a lot of women who are kind of progressive and then there's a lot of women teachers, Bible teachers more and more who are embracing the Enneagram. Mm. And so, you know, I, I keep coming <laughs> keep coming across them. I'd already I already did another one is Lisa Turkhurst, who's um has some kind of role. I forgot what her role is at Elevation Church, which is also problematic. But she has a ministry called Proverbs 31 Ministries. And she has been very, very popular, and she's embraced the Enneagram. And so, you know, it just seems like there's all these women, all these teachers for women, and they write books for women. Yeah. And they're not discerning.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And so there's a real concern. And those are the books though, that people are using in churches. I'm always getting messages from people. Well, our women's group wants to do a Priscilla Shire study, you know, or we want to, or they want to do a Beth Moore study, or they want to do one of these other women. Mm -hmm. And I'm concerned, you know, I want to pass on information. So I know these, I know these women are just, they're incredibly popular. Their books are, are, Very good sellers.
0: Yeah, I'm still learning about a lot of these people. Um, I know know Beth Moore. I don't know a lot, but I know her name only because there was, like, a big news in, in like, controversy with a – Pastor MacArthur, John MacArthur.
1: Yeah that, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, and that really was kind of unrelated to any of my concerns. Yeah, right, right, right. That's, <laughs> but, but that's that the happened. only reason
0: um, I'm not familiar. Yeah. But what's very interesting is that only certain names, so like Joyce Meyer is big in black American church culture. Yeah, she is. She's she's very big. Uh, obviously, T D oh, Jakes okay. is big. And when I came to faith um, immediately, because our, our mother used to listen to her all the time. Um, I don't know if she still does or whatnot, but if you listen to this, my stop. But I told her a long time ago, like, hey, she's not preaching uh, biblical truth. No. Um, If anything, at the very best, it's motivational. Yeah. Yeah. At the very worst, it's leading you astray. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the end of the day, you will come out thinking that you are the most significant person in the world. (laughs) You know, Uh, um, and and things that you desire will be yours and all that other stuff. But. Yeah, um, she's
1: really technically word of faith. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I don't deal with that, but she is so, she's just so popular. I had to look into her years ago, Mm. even before I was in full-time ministry, because I kept hearing about her and people kept asking me about her. Yeah. And so it's like, I need to look into her, you know, and I, and I had heard warnings about her. So I had to be informed just because when people start asking me about somebody, you know, either I, I will inform myself or I will send them to somebody that I think is informed or I'll do both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I like to be informed. You know, I yeah. like to have um, at least some basic information. On, on. I
0: think we all should desire to be informed. I think you referenced yeah. real yeah. quickly. I'm going to shout it out again. Your website, Christian Answers for the New Age dot um, org. Uh, she has a ton of articles on here. <laughs> Magic
3: the Gathering. Oh, is that the other game? That's a game that's extremely popular. Yeah. Oh, really? If you go to like yeah, any, almost, any game store, earlier. yeah. If you go to any game store, Magic the Gathering is the poster child for the store. So oh, really? That's how they make their money. Yeah. Wow. Those cards- I have an
1: article on my website on that. Yeah. Now, that had- was, go ahead. Yeah, that was written years ago, and it's that was before it was an. I think it's online now for oh, sure, see. and they keep they keep bringing in new cards. Yeah. But um, I still get emails from time to time from people um, in response to my article. I am mean, yeah. usually they're angry with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, you know, I'm what I'm trying to teach with that article is these are the principles you should go by. You know, yes, I realize this is just a strategy game, but there's a lot, a lot of of, of it that endorses occult concepts mm-hmm. and practices, and so. Is it, should a Christian be comfortable, you know, playing a game that is in some way promoting these ideas? Because mm. you're, it's not just, you know, you, but what about the people you're playing with?
2: Yeah, right, right. Now,
1: how is it affecting them? If they're not Christians um, and you're doing it, well, that's kind of a poor witness for Christ. Yeah, mm-hmm. And um, you're helping them maybe get more interested in that area. Or maybe one of the players is a weak Christian or Mm. a new Christian. You know, so it's also your, your influence on other people that you have to consider.
2: Right.
1: And it's not just, well, is this going to hurt me or not? Or how or why can't I do it? It's like, why don't you think about yourself in relation to these other people? Because you're playing with other people. It's not you're not just playing a game by yourself. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like you
0: mentioned that the New Testament is filled with warnings and the Old Testament is filled with a bunch of prohibitions for this very reason. that yeah. incrementally speaking, you will over time end up with an idol and not know you have it, not know how you got it you know, you look at judges and you get this refrain and again, they did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And again, they did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. I always say, I want to see what's in between. They're worshiping Yahweh. And again, they did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. There's lack of vigilance. Mm
2: -hmm. That's
0: in between there. There's a lack of vigilance. There's a lack of studying to show yourself approved. There's a lack of not partnering with the workers of darkness, but rather exposing them. There's a lack of all of that stuff. And, um, You know, maybe the argument for people can be, I mean, we're allowed to do this. Okay, cool. But I guarantee you, neither of these things will leave you loving Jesus more. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) They're not pointing you to Jesus. Right. And then we we see the, what are they, like Barna reports and all these different statistics that talk about young Christians leaving the faith and people doing this. And you see the result of it, and we don't want to address the, the steps that get us there. Yeah. I've been on paternity leave for four weeks. When I look in the mirror and I see my stomach, I know every step that got me there. <laughs> 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 I know I know what I did specifically and now I have to change it. I've got to change it now because
2: <laughs> it's rough. You're, because you're burgers so and better.
0: Cinnabons aren't working out right now, you know? <laughs> But that's the thing, you know. We, we we look at the big picture of unhealthy church culture, and we get sick of the people that God has gifted His church with, such as yourself, who sound the alarms with vigilance, where they're like, "Ah, ah, Brandon, that meal today at this time you can't eat," to prevent you from looking four weeks down the line and seeing a stomach that you're not a, that you're not pleased with. But yeah, you have to you have to enjoy those things. But I want to shift gears slightly okay oh wait let me finish talking about your website so people can know go okay. to org. you have articles based on topics based on movies based on books based on popular people uh, you can look up articles that are um, rooted in biblical truth in the scriptures and like marcia said earlier they are not commands for you However, they are for your discernment and then for you to make a decision because now you have the truth. You have wisdom. You comb the scriptures yourself and line it up and make a decision, uh, an informed decision and a uh, decision rooted in your professed allegiance to the Lord Mm -hmm. and all those things. But this is extremely helpful. This resource is extremely helpful. And we're grateful for that work that you do, Martha. Thank
1: Um, you so much.
0: So something that is popular, and I want to ask you Mm -hmm. because you've traveled to many churches because of singing.
2: Mm.
0: When it comes down to um, affirmations, because I think that's a very—it's—it's. It's, I wanted when when I asked you to, to talk about this, Marsha, I was trying to think about what is something we could talk about that seems so small to people that when someone did it and you stopped them when they did it, they'd be like, "Yo, you are the pettiest person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are just so petty." But. <laughs> Have there ever been, did you ever go to a church where they're like uttering the same thing over and over and over, expecting for it to come to pass or whatever? There's power in. Utter- yeah,
3: usually in like a prayer. It's a prayer for some sort of breakthrough or declaring that something will happen in Jesus' name. Oh. Um, decreeing something, you know what I mean? Oh. Specifically, declaring decreeing and declaring. That something will happen in Jesus' name. Usually, it's always financial or emotional <laughs> or or
0: or, or uh, health, health. Based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that probably bleeds into what she mentioned earlier. That bleeds more into word of faith, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Because there's a yeah. distinction with affirmations. Could you give us a um, your definition on what an affirmation is?
1: Okay. Yes. Um. In the in the new age, an affirmation is. A belief that if you affirm something, it will come about. Hmm. So you affirm it as true. Um, this actually comes from New Thought, the New Thought movement, which is a whole a whole thing
2: mm-hmm, <laughs> to mm-hmm. talk about. Mm-hmm.
1: But it started really has its roots in like the 18th century and really took off in the 19th century. Is that
0: Phineas Quimby? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes.
1: Phineas Quimby and um uh the other guy, um Anton Mesmer. Mm. And we get mesmerized from it from his name. Did oh you know wow. that? Ooh,
0: yeah. bars
1: because he kind of hypnotized people. Uh he had this way uh with people that and they would like just fall down and things like that. Oh. And and so mesmerized came from Anton Mesmer's name.
0: Wow. I did not know that. That's insane.
1: Yes. Yeah. He I was, a student. I think he was a, stu- I can't remember. He came first before Quimby or Quimby and then Mesmer. Mm. I think Mesmer was first and then Quimby. And these ideas really are occult ideas about how the universe works and that there are these forces and they use different names for them. Like Anton Mesmer used the name, the term a- animal magnetism. Um, which today, if you say that, that's probably most people die. I don't hear that very often, but it usually means something else. Yeah, (laughs) something more
0: sexual, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but when he used it, it, it had to do with the way he was naming these forces in the universe, and sometimes they were connected to the planets. And so these forces could be used for healing. And you had to know how to tap into them and channel them. Mm-hmm. And so that was part of what he did. So he was supposedly a healer. And see, so healing is was very, very tied into the roots of new thought. And Quimby came along, and he also taught about the healing. But he said this was like Jesus healed, that he had investigated, and he discovered how Jesus healed. And Jesus had a science that he used to heal. Oh. And so that's where Christian science, the term Christian science, Mary Baker. Baker, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And in fact, she supposedly plagiarized a lot of his material. And so the Christian science church was based on that. And the idea that God is mind, God is divine mind, and all that exists is divine mind. And we're all part of divine mind. And once you realize that, then you can't get sick. Or, or poor or anything because you're connected to divine mind so the the ideas kind of got refined as time went on um, and they were also connected to spiritualism which is contact with the dead
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, the there's a great book on this it's like over 500 pages that i read i i read it last year i finished it last year it was really good mm-hmm. and it was about the metaphysical movement in the United States. And she actually goes back to Europe, like in the, um, in the like 16th century and shows the roots of it there. And then how it came over to the United States, even with the, like the pilgrims and the Puritans, ah. and how it developed, especially in the 17 and 1800s and 1900s. Um, I can't, I can't think of that. It's called the empire of, uh, I can't think of the name. The term is actually a term, I think, from New Thought, but the author is Catherine Albanese, A-L-B-A-N-E-S-E. Okay. And um, and then I can't remember the title of the book, because so there's the word empire. <laughs> but anyway, so this was this book was extremely informative for me because I knew some of it, but I did not know it to that extent, and I did not know. How enmeshed New Thought was with Spiritualism. I knew there was a connection, but it really, New Thought really came out of Spiritualism. Hmm. And so uh, these, all these ideas got refined up into the 20th century. You had Christian Science Church, Unity, and the Church of Religious Science, which are all New Thought churches. The Church of Religious Science, which was um, founded by uh, Ernest and Fenwick Holmes who were two brothers uh, like you guys, except they weren't Christians. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) and so they weren't really like you guys, but there were two brothers. They started the church of religious science. And one of their main things was the techniques that you could use to get things to work. So to speak, you get the spiritual laws of the universe to work for Mm. you. And one of these was affirmations. Mm. And so affirmations comes from Ernest Holmes and it the new age, which is a larger than new thought. So think of the, of the new age as really, really big, spreading out over the whole, you know, I don't know, think of a big tent. And, yeah. then, and then you have a big booth in the tent, and that's new thought. I see. And the new age is taking from that booth mm. and um, from other booths. But so it takes from that booth, so it takes affirmations and a few other things as well. And the affirmations as I, I, you know, when I was in the new age, this was very common that you you heard that you should say things and write things out that you wanted. So if you wanted, let's say a raise in your job, let's say you wanted a $4,000 a year raise. So you write out, I have a $4,000 a year raise, or my boss is giving me a $4,000 a year raise. And you're supposed to write it out or maybe put it on little stickies around, you know, on the wall. Is
3: and- this a that's vision board? Why, yeah, that's what I don't like vision boards. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah vision boards are, are we, re- yes, vision boards are really a form of affirmations. Yeah. Because you can cut out pictures too. Like if you right. want a new car, then you cut out a picture of the car you want.
2: Yeah.
1: And so you put things, you either write them out or you can cut out pictures and put them up. And then that's supposed to, that is supposed to make them manifest that is supposed to bring them into reality. Because the idea is that these things exist already and you just have to bring them into this reality.
2: Hmm.
1: And so these are techniques that are supposed to work. Now I, I was not really big into this because I didn't completely believe it, it would work, (laughs) but I was into it a little bit. You know, I was into it a little bit into the idea that, you know, I had—I I, wasn't to the idea. I had to stay positive, and you know that if you think negative, then you'll draw negative things to you. This mm. is also part of it. Mm. Um, and so, affirmations, though, really—if you—if you really boil it down, they're a form of sorcery, because you are trying to manipulate reality yeah. through a a supernatural means. Yeah. Because your belief is that if I say this or write it or put a picture of it up, then somehow that's going to manipulate something in the universe to make it happen. So that's supernatural. Mm. You're not, you're not going down to the car dealership and, you know, buying the car. You're, you're manipulating, or you think you're manipulating something in the universe to give you that car. So that's supernatural. So when you try, once you step out into that supernatural area, you're, you're, you've crossed into the occult. Mm. And sorcery, in my my definition of sorcery, is it's a manipulation. um, It's contact with or manipulation of or channeling of spirits, energies, or powers to bring about a certain result. Mm. And so that's what you're doing, really. And so I consider it a form of sorcery.
0: um, The manipulation of the universe type thing sounds very Luciferian. I mean, is there any yeah. type of connection to belief in being God with this affirmation? And
1: Well, here's the thing in, in the new age and in new thought, they believe that you, you do have your nature is essentially divine or that you have some kind of higher self or divine self, hmm. but they don't think of it in terms of, I am God, like, you know, because, of course, their concept of God is not the Christian God. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they think they are like the God that Christians believe in because they don't even understand that God. Mm -hmm. You know, to them, God is usually more of an energy or a force. And we all came from God. So we all have some kind of divinity. We have all, you know, we have a divine nature. And yes, that is part of it. So if you have that divine nature, then you have the ability to manipulate or to bring about these things in the universe. If you really believe in that, see, believing in it is very important, too. You have to believe in it.
0: Yeah. What, and so
1: if you believe in it, then you can maybe make it work.
0: And why is this something that Christians who may be taking part in any aspect of this need to know and... Um, change course.
1: Yes. um, And of course, what Darren mentioned when he said people were decreeing and declaring, it's really kind of a Christian version, Christianized version of it, Mm -hmm. Uh, um, because that's not biblical. Um, uh, Yeah, the, the thing is, you have to think about everything that we're taught in the New Testament and that Jesus taught was to submit to God's will. I mean, when jesus when the disciples said teach us how to pray and he taught them what we call the lord's prayer mm-hmm. you know it's it's in your will and the first thing you do is you praise god our That's father right. Lord, in heaven hallowed be thy name mm-hmm. you know you're you're praising god for who he is and everything is to be done in god's will because god knows better than us mm-hmm. um You know, so I think something I think we all have to remind ourselves of. uh Seriously. You know, because it's always like we're trying to figure out how to get something done or whatever. And it's like, oh, I need to, you know, I need to ask the Lord about this. Or maybe this is what God wants to happen. And I'm, you know, fighting it. Uh So, you know, God is God. It's not that we don't do anything, but we are to submit our plans and desires to him. Right. And. The affirmations are the opposite of that. They're completely ignoring God and saying my desires and what I want to do are are number one, mm-hmm. and and I think I deserve this or I, or I want it, and so this is what I'm going to do to get it. I yeah. mean, God's just completely left out. So if you're a Christian and you're doing this, even if you try to put God's name on it and say, well you know, um, I'm going to do this with God's blessing or I'm going to ask God to bless it. You know, that's, that's, you're really still ignoring God. You're still yeah. doing what you want. You're just yeah. trying to make it sound Christian right. yeah, <laughs> right. or right.
0: manipulate him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Right. And yeah, exactly. And so I, you know, just the basic idea that God, God's will is supreme, mm-hmm. and we are to submit to that. Should stop anybody from right. a Christian from mm-hmm. doing an affirmation.
0: The positive spin on that. Let me let me let me play uh, the very easy role. I'm gonna play good cop to Marsha's bad cop right now. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. But as people as people are angry about ripping up their uh, vision boards and things like that, <laughs> here's here's the here's the beauty about being a child of God. And his will being your first and foremost uh, priority is that when his will is your priority, you get to ask for anything without fear of his answer, because, you know, his answer is good. Right. (laughs) You get to you get to ask, but you are approaching him in humility with him being the author of all things and knowing he's also the provider and sustainer of all things. So you can ask in freedom, and that's modeled even in that—not um, uh, the Lord's prayer—in Jesus's prayer in the garden, where yeah. <laughs> the the most inevitable act that any act has ever happened on earth, <laughs> it had to be, it had to happen. Yet there's freedom to ask that it pass him. Why? Because his will is for the Father's will to be done. Exactly. And so, so that—that's the beauty of it. You, you, you getting what you want won't. Rest in some vision board or affirmation or anything like that. Seek the Lord; He provides everything we need, and then He gives us our heart's desire because our desire becomes His heart. So, yeah. Um. So, what what forms of affirmations have you seen in uh, Christianese, Christian language outside of decree and declare, uh, de- decree and declare? <laughs> In what ways have you seen affirmations uh, in church? The I, I, first thing I thought about was prayers. Hmm. I mean, but how? How have you?
1: Well, I I, don't, I haven't seen it in my church. I see it more on Facebook. Like,
0: yeah, that's what I meant. Like, you know, glo- yeah, Christian, big church. Christian. I'm sorry, not your yeah, local okay. church.
1: But. Yeah, Christians, you know, maybe reposting these affirmations that are actually. In many cases coming from new age sites. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ford it twelve times or I'm gonna kill you or <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus will not bless you. Yeah, but Jesus
1: won't bless you. Yeah, I mean, just a lot of that. There's there's a lot of that. Um, you know, and and to make it sound Christian, you can say things, you know, like you repeat things like, I am loved by God, mm. I am precious in God's sight. I am okay. Now it's one thing. I am not against knowing who you are in Christ,
2: mm-hmm.
1: knowing that you have been adopted as a child of God um, through your faith in Christ. You're in the family of God. And some people need need to be reminded of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is fine because that that's biblical truth. Yeah. But when you take those things and you use them as a technique, yeah. then it becomes like an affirmation, like you need to like say it over and over like i need to repeat this over and over um that kind of thing is is a a new age technique Mm. um i actually have just to let people know i have an article on affirmations on my website
0: i have it pulled up right here (laughs) oh
1: okay (laughs) um and so and sometimes the line is you know not very clear for people so i get a lot of questions on this Mm. um and because, and, and it kind of goes, it goes into the realm, it kind of crosses over into the realm of positive thinking, mm. uh, which I mentioned earlier about being positive and attracting positive things to you. Because positive thinking, as written about by Norman Vincent Peale, well, there you have it getting into the church because he was yeah. a minister of That's a right. huge church in New York City. Yeah. Very popular, very popular man. Yeah. And so this book went out. And so, of course, Christians all over the country were reading it. And I, it had so permeated the culture that when I was younger, um, I think, I'm not sure, but I think my mother, some of this got kind of my mother got under into that thinking. Because I really thought that being a Christian meant that you had to be positive and that you had to be positive all the time. And I really thought that was what part of being a Christian was, that Mm -hmm. that had to do with being a Christian, (laughs) which was not true. Um, And and that this whole idea of the positive self-help and believing in yourself, the kind of motivational stuff, I all thought that was Christianity. Mm. Um, And that was partly, I think, a result of Norman Vincent Peale. And it was also there was a Methodist minister earlier named, I think, Wayne, I think his name was Wayne Evans, and he had been a Methodist minister and he became New Thought. But before he became New Thought, he was introducing those ideas to his his church and other Christians. Mm. And so um, it, it was already taking hold in the church. And when it has Christian language or when scripture is taken out of context to support it, then it looks like it's okay. Yeah. And so the positive thinking thing, too, I get a lot of questions from people like they want to know, well, is it wrong when um, I'm going to I have to get up and I have to give a report um, to my boss on this project? And I'm really nervous. Is it wrong for me ahead of time to try to think in a positive way about it and to try to to try to think how I'm going to stand there? what I will say, um, etc. Is that wrong? And I, you know, and I say, No, that's not, that's not the same thing Mm -hmm. that I'm warning about planning something or thinking about it ahead of time, or more common question is more with sports. Okay, I'm going to be in this competition, and I have to run, you know, 100 yards. And so it helps me to focus and think about myself running down that you know, road or whatever it is, mm-hmm. the hundred yards.
0: Mental preparation. And, and I just
1: see myself going fast. Mm-hmm. And that helps me focus. And I say, no, that's not that's not wrong to do that. That's normal. Mm-hmm. You know, that helps you kind of get psyched up for it. You know, you yeah. get focused on it. You have to think about it, of course. You can't just go do it unfocused. But when you're when you're if you're thinking about it and you're seeing yourself do the hundred yards because you think that will make you do it or make you win. Yeah. Then that's different. That's yeah. when you cross the line. Yeah. So yeah. I often have to explain the, you know, the, the, <laughs> the difference line. between what's the normal yeah. and what's the positive. I thing. think, yeah, I
0: think that's a part of the the deception, right? There are a lot yeah. of um, normal tendencies of what it means to be a human that are kind of layered with these extra steps and all these other things. Um, what's very weird. Okay. Yeah, we're going to wrap up soon. But what's very weird. Oh, wow. <laughs> is that this the the affirmations, especially in the form of the vision boards? Mm-hmm. It's layered in multi level marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know if you know that, but we've been around it for a little bit. Our parents have been around it, and um, and so even when I was kind of like trying to do it, uh, which multi level marketing is just not for me. Um, I I think it's it's been a lot of people have flourished in it uh it can be fruitful as a business if you do it correctly but within that there's a lot of kind of there's a kind of a hub of christianity that um uses a lot of what you just described right now Mm -hmm. and so when i would hear it i would never be able to say oh man this isn't uh biblical this is you know something else i wouldn't be able to put my finger on it but i did know that i don't need that <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would you know, uh, you know, when I when I was involved in, it, I was very, I think, much younger in my faith, but, um, but I would just see it and like, look, I don't, I don't need to put anything on a board. I just don't feel like I don't care, really. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to make money. I'd like to earn a living, but as far as like having these things, I yeah. don't need that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> actually, you know, I've warned about multi-level marketing companies. Because a lot of them, a lot of them are either Mormon or they're owned by New Thought, New Age people. Yeah, what is a that? Large number of them. I don't know. I remember back in the 1980s, somebody calling me a New Age person and she was involved in this and she was trying to get me to get involved. And it, I don't know, remember what the oh. product was or anything, but she was trying to hook me into it and talking about how I can make all this money and it would go to these other people, blah, blah, blah. And I just I'm not a sales type person but and I, I'm not I, that's I, not my arena at all, you know. And uh, I yeah. said, no, no, I, I'm not interested but I have, but I've investigated some of the, for example, the essential oil companies. A lot of these mm-hmm. places, if you look, they're mm-hmm. headquartered in, in um, Nevada and in uh, Utah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Mormon ownership there.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, I believe that um, the <laughs> head of uh, DoTerra, I think, is is Mormon, and the guy who's head of Young Living, who's oh, now Gary dead. Young. Very young who's now dead i i never could get the real um facts on this i don't think i i, I some people told me they thought he was raised mormon but i did read his blogs mm-hmm. and i watched some of his talks and he's new thought all the way
2: oh bombs. and so <laughs> you,
1: you can see that new thought new age in the company and yeah. both doTERRA oh what i quickly want to say here the, the reason i'm bringing up the mormons is that a lot of mormons are very open to the new age um so they are they are very open to it because there's similarities between mormon the mormon worldview and the new age worldview. it's true
3: no that's yeah, very yeah, true there are a lot of <laughs> that's very
0: true yeah little guys so, a bunch of other yeah, guys a yeah. lot
1: of, i mean glenn beck is into new thought yeah you know that mm-hmm. book he wrote um the seven wonderful things or right. something. I, forgot. Well, I think there, there are a are lot of conservatives
0: that Christians should not look up to.
1: Because mm-hmm. conservatism
0: and Christianity have been conflated in a very yes. unhelpful way, but mm-hmm. there, I different totally,
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's another topic, but yeah. I agree with you. And I wrote, a, I wrote an article on that book. Mm. It's on my website because I was so, I, I, I read it and I was so upset um, i already had a lot of qualms about him he's into he was into conspiracy theories and everything mm, i found wow. out a lot about him by writing that book he had a guy he republished a book from a guy who was the like a king of conspiracy theories and he got the book out of the dustbin and republished it and this guy is like really out there I mean, he's really who, fringe who's and Glenn the guy he was great i can't remember the guy's name he's oh. dead he's he was dead i'd never heard of him until i was in, looking into Glenn Beck. I had hmm. not heard of this guy. So I can't think of his name. I may, I don't know if I have it in my article or not. I did some Facebook posts on it. Maybe right. I can find them. Yeah. But, you know, there's this, there's this, there seems to be this kind of infiltration of the New Age into the Mormon, Mormons or Mormon communities that's very strong and heavy. And I even had a Mormon come on my Facebook page, my ministry page. And thank me for warning about all this because she said so many uh, Mormons were getting into this New Age stuff, mm, and mm. she was she was concerned. Interesting. Um, so, That's interesting. Yeah, it it's is. very interesting. I mean wow. that was, that was very unusual, and she made some very positive comments about my my warnings because. You know, she said, This is just, you know, this is really getting into the the Mormon church. Mm. And so I've been aware of that for some time. And so the multi-level marketing seemed to be to have this kind of connection with Mormons and New Thought and New Age. And and you see that in a lot of the products and the way things are promoted. Mm. Um, you see that in the companies. I certainly have seen it with the uh, essential oil companies, but I've seen it with other companies as well. And a lot of founders and people who started these multi-level marketing things and businesses um, were motivational types and they were new thought. Yeah. You know, Tony Robbins is... Yeah.
0: I, I, I don't know much about Tony Robbins, but something is very cultish about yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, he and I think he's new. I don't know if he's Technically new thought, but he uses new thought principles. I see. And and how and what he says and how he does his, there's a wonderful movie you can see for free. I think it's on Netflix. I, I don't know if it's still available. It was a, a, somebody filmed a whole seminar that he did from the very beginning, from him arriving at the hotel, they interviewed different people there, they interviewed him talking, they interviewed him doing things with individuals, they got, they had his permission. And it's extremely eye-opening. In fact, I did a Facebook post on it really? after I saw it. I'll have to send you the link to it.
0: Yeah, send me that.
1: Um, yeah, and I did I wanna... a whole thing on him because I had warned about him. And then after somebody told me about this program, mm. and I watched it and was like, wow, wow.
0: <laughs> <sighs> well, you <laughs> dropped some bombs <laughs> on a lot. And, and it also some confirmations on some things because even yeah. some of the names of some of the oils – yeah. Uh, like we have we have family who part of who, uh, who once were yeah wow. uh executives with oil companies yeah. and you know just the way it's talked about as far as this being able to do this now i know that the lord has sprinkled his earth with good things that's just that's yeah. just the way he is he's good right but the way that these things are talked about especially when it got to like stress
2: yeah
0: like remove stress and no anxiety oil. I'm like,
2: that's dumb.
3: <laughs> you rub it on your palms and then sniff it for three seconds, and it's like, what are know, we talking like, about? I just want the peppermint. <laughs> you know what I mean, the citronella well, to keep have, mosquitoes away.
1: <laughs> they have oils for prayer oils. for yeah, they, oil. they do. Contact no, angels. Yeah. What? Now, what? essential oils are not natural. They are a highly concentrated substance made through an artificial process. Uh oh. And they are not in the Bible. I, I want at least before I get off of here yeah. say those two things because that was a repeated defense of them. Well, they're in the Bible, and, and what, where a, would well, somebody
0: you know, say that, or what they, would someone point to?
1: Well, they point to the gifts Jesus got, like frankincense and myrrh, and uh, hyssop uh, in the Old Testament, which were it may not even be hyssop because the words for those things in Hebrew we're not sure what they all mean, so it's a guess. And the hyssop plant didn't even grow in that area where. People think it did and all this. I I, mm. I read all this stuff on it. And so basically, uh, yeah, they were using oils in the Bible, but they were diffused oils. They were not essential oils. Mm-hmm. And most of it was for things like lighting, for lighting, um, you know, for bathing, yeah. for burial. Right, anointing. Uh, anointing as symbolically in a symbolic way, like when you, the king was anointed. Right. Um, they didn't have magical properties they weren't mm. seen as having some kind of magical properties and right. they weren't essential oils yeah. essential oils didn't weren't produced until about 800 years after the Bible was written mm. so that's one thing and then they're not natural as the other so uh,
0: I didn't know the not natural part. Yeah. yeah. I did not know, I know that. I
1: because they're promoted as yeah, natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everything's promoted as natural. natural.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. the Cinnabons and the burgers that I've been eating, no one paternity leave, been promoted as natural. So, I, uh, you know. They're
1: more natural than the essential.
0: Uh-oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, don't now, tell me that. Now
1: yeah, now I... Yeah, you're going to go and- <laughs> I know, <laughs> not, I know. I'm hungry for a Cinnabon. <laughs> Man, well, Marcia,
0: I think that the end of this episode just made us have to make sure we do a fourth with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um Because we're going to have to dig into some weeds or some things. Yeah, uh, this is you-
1: like making me think of more things to say. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, for our listeners, go to Christian Answers for the New Age, uh, Marcia Montenegro, and check out our old episodes. Uh, with her, we did one on the Enneagram we did one on astrology and um I think just generic new age spirituality um for all you non religious but spiritual people out there <laughs> um so yeah Marsha, thank you again for this episode. Thank you yeah. for dropping some knowledge on us um i all, I feel like when I bring you on i've read. If not all the things that you're about to talk about, then the actual things, all your articles. I've read a lot of your stuff. Meanwhile, here you are still hitting us with new information. Yeah, uh, Mesmerized? What? I know, I know, I know. I'm sleeping as a good man. I'm, I'm sleeping as a happy man tonight because that's cr- that's crazy information. I love those types of things. Um, <laughs> well, good. <laughs> if there's anything you want to share with the people, something you're working on or something to be praying for, how can we be praying for you? Oh,
1: thank you. Um, Well... I guess, um, you know, I'm so grateful the Lord keeps giving me opportunities like the one tonight with you. And I pray that, you know, I would pray or ask for prayer that 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 would continue and I would continue to be able to serve that way and to also to be um, continue myself to be discerning. Mm. Um, There's so many new things coming up all the time and I have to choose I can't cover everything, you know. Yeah, right. That's right. So I'm always challenged by having to, you know, needing wisdom to make decisions Mm. about what I should pursue. You Mm. know, what book should I read now? Should I write an article on this or not? Et cetera. So I'm constantly having to make decisions like that. So prayer for wisdom for that would be would be great. Okay.
0: All right. Well, listeners, we'd appreciate if you would lift Marsha up in prayer. And also, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Black and Blurred. Um, We hope that you took these things to heart. Take the ministry of siblings like Marsha to heart because they're warriors for the Lord, for our edification and his glory to be glorified. So, um, we hope that you guys uh, take heed in those things and appreciate you tuning in to this episode where you are guaranteed to hear one of two things our humble opinion or the facts. Holler at us.